I want to welcome you to another episode of the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. My name is Seth Yalorda, and I will be your leadership coach for the next few moments, helping you become a high-performance leader who leads high-performance teams to make a big difference in this world. And with this podcast, we are on a mission to help every person see themselves as a leader and to equip every leader to lead their teams with a clear, compelling vision. And so if you find this content valuable, I would be so honored if you would write a review or rate the content wherever you consume it. Also, please subscribe. I'm always shooting for a five-star review. It would mean so much to me if you would share this content with your colleagues, your team, your friends, even your family, because we're on a journey here to build a community of visionaries with this podcast. So you sharing this content is one of the best ways to do that. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk with you about what I believe are the most important things that a leader should be doing. Sean Covey, who is a part of the Franklin Covey, Stephen Covey uh, company organization, he and a few of his colleagues, they wrote a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And in this book, which is a great book, I highly recommend that you read it, he introduced this concept of the whirlwind. And what he suggests in this book is that every single leader deals with a whirlwind. And the challenge is not to allow the whirlwind to prevent you from doing those things that are critical in order for you to execute on your vision and on your strategy. And I wanna just take a moment to introduce to you the whirlwind because sometimes I believe that leaders we do get so caught up in the whirlwind that we fail to actually do the things that are most important. Now, don't get me wrong, the whirlwind is important, but the whirlwind, they are those day-to-day activities like payroll, team meetings, staff meetings, email communications, meeting with customers, meeting with stakeholders. Like Those are the things that you have to do as a leader But so often as leaders, we get so bogged down with the whirlwind that we never actually give a lot of time and attention to doing those critical things that will actually move our organization forward. Just this last week, I was coaching a leader and I reminded them that your role as a leader, that there are certain things that only you can do. And that's what I want to talk about right now, because sometimes as leaders, we fail to remember that much of what we do do, we can actually delegate to other people. In fact, I believe that there are only four things that you as a leader of your team, as a leader of your organization, that only you can do. And you cannot allow the whirlwind to cause you to forget about or not prioritize these four things. And so I want to give them to you. The first one that only you can do as a leader, that you must be hyper-focused on is it is your role, it is your responsibility, and it is your privilege to build and maintain a cohesive leadership team. Only you can do that as a leader. When you step into your role, the very first thing you have to be thinking about are not budgets, not goals, not vision, not strategies, not all of these other things which are important. But the very first thing you have to be thinking about is, do I have a cohesive leadership team? And if I don't, it is my job now to spend all of my time, most of my time building this team. And if I do, great, 
Now I must do the hard work of maintaining this cohesive leadership team. Now, I want to be very clear when I say this, that I'm not just talking about putting people on your bus, right? Jim Collins talks about this all of the time. It's not about just having people on your bus, but it's about having the right people in the right seats on your bus. So when you think about your team, who is on your team? And do you have the right people in the right seats on your team? This is not just you thinking about, hey, I need a leadership team, but it's about you wanting to say, I need a cohesive leadership team, a team that works together well, a team that trusts each other, a team that has a healthy team culture, a team where there is philosophical alignment on how we are going to get the work done. And if we don't have philosophical alignment, at least we have done the hard work of navigating how we manage conflict and how we manage philosophical differences so that we can continue to get the work done. It is your role as a leader, as much as I know you want to delegate this piece, it is your role as a leader to build a cohesive leadership team. This takes you spending time with your team, establishing trust as the currency and the foundation for your team, making sure that you all have gone through exercises. You know your team's personality. You know your team's style. They know your personality. You've done assessments. You've had conversations. You've talked, had partnering meetings where you say, hey, here are some of my triggers. Here are some of your triggers. Here's what I do when I get upset. What do you do when you get upset? Here's how I manage stress. Here's how you manage stress. And you all have talked through these scenarios and these situations, and you have come to agreement around, this is how we are going to work together. Now, building a cohesive leadership team isn't something that happens in one conversation. It's something that you as a leader have to take time every single day Every single week during one-on-ones, staff meetings, team meetings, board meetings, whatever type of uh, interactions you have with your team, you leverage all of those interactions to continue to build trust and to build this cohesive leadership team. Now, the two pillars of this cohesion, one I already mentioned, which is trust. The other pillar of this team are making sure that you have clearly identified and articulated what the team values are. What is our culture? Your culture is foundational to a cohesive leadership team. So have you talked about your values? And I'm not talking about the broader organizational values. Now, ideally, there would be alignment between the broader organizational values and your team values. But sometimes if you're just operating in one department in a a large organization, you might say, hey, here are the organizational values that we embrace, but here are the unique our department's unique team values that I want us to embrace. And these values, along with trust, become the bedrock for your ability to build a cohesive leadership team. Now, let me just say this, that if on your team, you are dealing with some conflict, some unresolved tension, some friction, some disagreement, some misalignment, it's because you have not yet taken the time to build a cohesive leadership team. Any type of friction or ongoing tension that you're experiencing on your team is a result, is a reflection, is an indicator that you have not done the hard work yet of building a cohesive leadership team and laying that foundation. You cannot ignore it. Don't think that one pizza party 
means that you are a cohesive leadership team. Don't think that because you had a great staff meeting that you're a cohesive leadership team. It takes time. It takes intentionality. It takes work. But this is the numero uno, number one thing you as a leader have to be focusing on is building a cohesive leadership team. The second thing that I want you to focus on as a leader is establishing and creating organizational clarity. Now, we've talked about this. This is obviously the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast. So you know we're always talking about vision and organizational clarity. But this is the second thing. When I say organizational clarity, I'm talking about the vision. Where are we going? Uh, the mission. What are we doing? The, the Our goals. What's important now? W-I-N. The win. W-I-N. What's important now? What are our goals? That as a leader, not only are you thinking, okay, I have to build a cohesive leadership team, but I have to make sure that my team knows where we're going. They know what we're doing. They know what's important now. And that when they step into work every single Monday or whenever they come to work, that they know I'm here to accomplish A, B, C, and D. It is very clear. If it's not clear, you have not yet created organizational clarity. I want to encourage you as a leader, take the time to build with your team a shared vision, a unique mission, and clear goals that we're working on for the next 12 months, nine months, six months, three months. This is what organizational clarity means. Organizational clarity is also about the structure. Who reports to who? What are the workflows and the processes that are in place in order for us to get our job done? What's the reporting structure? How does, how does communication flow? What are the communication channels? All of this is about organizational clarity. Now, mind you, I haven't said anything about meeting customers' needs. I haven't said anything about um, producing more products. Those things are important. Obviously, that's how your business remains profitable. But if you want your business to be sustainable, you have to have a cohesive leadership team and you have to have organizational clarity. So the two pillars of the four, cohesive leadership team is number one. Create organizational clarity is number two. The third thing that you as a leader have to focus on is now over communicating this organizational clarity. Now I am guilty of this and I'm sure you are probably guilty of this as well that too often we as leaders think that because I said it one time, I said it enough and that I understand it and I said it once, therefore everyone on my team should understand it. But oh, I am sorry to inform you that unfortunately that is not how communication works. John Cotter, who wrote many, many leadership books and strategy books, he says that leaders fundamentally undercommunicate by a factor of 10. That means out of all of the communication that's going out and throughout your organization, that leaders undercommunicate the vision and the direction less than 1% out of all communication that's going out. Vision and mission and clarity is less than 1%. That is what you call under-communicating. You as a leader are, as I think Patrick Lincioni says, the chief reminding officer. It is your responsibility to say it over and over and over again. Hey guys, I just want to remind you, this is where we're going. This is what it means. The reason why we're having this meeting today is because of what's on the agenda today connects to our long range vision. 
every single opportunity you have, you are communicating to your people. Again, this isn't just a silver bullet, one memo goes out and I'm done, but this is every single opportunity you are communicating. You have to over-communicate organizational clarity. Now, most times leaders fall into one of two categories when it comes to communication. Either one, they under-communicate, meaning they only say it a few times, but in their mind, because the idea is clear and because they think that their voice carries so much weight that the people should understand it and be able to run with it but we know that that's just not the case. So there's one group of leaders out there who under-communicate. There's another group of leaders out there who experience what I like to call contrary communication. And I don't even know if that's a term, I just made it up. Contrary communication. Contrary communication is when you do repeat the message over and over and over. However, your behavior doesn't back the message up. So you might be saying, hey, we're all about collaboration. We're all about team culture. We're all about sharing. We're all about communicating. And you say the same thing over and over and over and over again. But when your team looks at you, your behavior is sending a different message. Maybe you have a short fuse. Maybe you're going off on people. Maybe you're not really collaborating with individuals. Maybe you're withholding certain information so people really can't do their jobs. Whatever the situation might be, people are listening to your words, but then they're looking at your behavior and your behavior is contradictory to your words. And so your behavior overrules and trumps your words. You're communicating with your words, but you're also contra-communicating with your behavior. When I say over-communicate, I'm saying that not just do your words have to say the message, but your behavior also has to say the message. So whatever it is you're trying to instill in your team, lead your team to do, whatever initiatives you're going after, whatever work you want them to prioritize, they also have to see that you are living and demonstrating and breathing those same priorities. What we need are leaders who engage in credible communication. They don't under communicate and they're not engaged in contrary communication. They are engaged in credible communication. This is when you are consciously attempting to become the living symbol of the new corporate culture that you recognize that my behavior and what I do far outweighs anything I can say. That's credible communication. And that is the third pillar that you must be focusing on as a leader. Number one, you are building a cohesive leadership team. Number two, you're creating organizational clarity. And number three, you are over-communicating that organizational clarity. And then the fourth and final pillar, the fourth and final priority that you as a leader have to be engaged in is reinforcing that organizational clarity through human systems. That simply means that you are hiring and you are firing the right people at the right time. That you are reinforcing this new direction your organization is going in with systems around you. Don't tell me we are headed to the North Pole, but then we are hiring people who have never seen snow before. Like, you are not reinforcing organizational clarity through human systems. You are doing something totally opposite, and that is confusing the people. 
you have to reinforce the clarity with the right people and the right systems. So when you look at your organization and where you're trying to go, you have to evaluate, do I have the right people? And are there some people that I need to move out of my organization? Are there some people I need to bring into my organization or into my team so that I can make sure that where we're going is supported by the right human systems? This is tough because a lot of leaders, and I work with you all all the time, a lot of leaders struggle with letting go of people and they struggle with hiring the right people. Many times we fall prey to that feeling that we just need a warm body in a seat, not recognizing that we got to make sure it's the right body in the seat. And so I want to encourage you that if you are in the hiring process, if you're in the evaluating your team process, as you're looking to reinforce the direction of your team through human systems, make sure you have the right people. And if you're in the process of hiring someone, make sure you hire the right person. The people who have the skills, the capabilities, but also the chemistry so that we can work together to move this organization forward. So these are the four priorities that aside from the whirlwind of emails and customer service and board meetings and business meetings and doing all of the things that you have to do in as a as an organizational leader in order to manage the day-to-day -day affairs of your business you also have to prioritize and recognize that hey my number one job is building a cohesive leadership team. I then have to create organizational clarity. I then have to over communicate that organizational clarity. And then I need to reinforce that organizational clarity through human systems. Now, what I just shared with you is taught by primarily by Patrick Lencioni in many of his books, one of which his most popular one is The Advantage. I highly recommend you pick up that resource. Where in that resource, he goes into detail on these four things and many more things that you as a leader must focus on in order to create organizational health that will be able to move your team forward. This is the Vision Clarity Leadership Podcast, and I wanna thank you so much for journeying with us today. I firmly believe that the greatest problem in the world is leadership and the solution to that problem is leadership. And so I am personally committed to doing everything I can to help grow you and your team to become high capacity leaders. If there's anything that I can do for you specifically, don't hesitate to reach out on social media, email, or my website, visionclarity360.com. I would love to connect and partner with you. Have a wonderful end of the year and we'll see you next week.